is going on, everyone? It is episode 194, recorded on this cold, Sunday, snowy morning, January 7th, 2024. I'm Drew, and hey, John, what does the receptionist at a sperm bank say as clients leave? Thanks for coming. <laughs> You're listening to the Dance After Dark Show podcast. And now, your hosts, John and Drew. Let's go. Wahoo! On tonight's show, season five is upon us. What does that mean? You'll find out shortly. Chubby's bracket is back and ready to shed some weight. And we're going to take a little, little bit at our favorite anticipation, predictions, a little bit of what's coming forward for 2024. John, happy new year, buddy. How you been? I have COVID and it fucking sucks. <laughs> you don't look as bad as I expected you to, but I'm looking at Drew yeah. now and he's got this goatee and I thought it was intentional, but apparently that's how it grows in. If you look at, see, if you look at this, Drew, I, I need yeah. to shave. I haven't shaved in a while. Mm-hmm. And my my I'm almost growing a real beard, which is not my intention. And that is natural I'm man gonna, right there. You see it? You know, I'm going to take Feeling a picture good. because I feel like it doesn't show up as well on the um on, on my my camera, my my PC shitty. So I'm going to I'm going to send you a picture. And then I'll, I'll let you see if you But I agree. The camera it, accentuates. It, it does. I did. I do more of a uh, goatee going on than the full beard, but that's OK. Yeah, I will see. Say, I. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, the last two days, I have felt like death. Um, it hit me quick and hard. And then this morning, I woke up. I told you I might not even want a podcast. But I've been isolating myself from the family in the in the toy room. Which, don't get me wrong, I have the air mattress. got my little Christmas Nintendo tree. i still up. I got my, my TV. And I got everything I need. But it's it's like, how long can you sit in one room forever? Yeah, it's you fun know for I mean? a day. It starts to feel gross. The first day was great. You know, I had the sports going on on my iPad. I had Avatar playing on the TV. It was nice and quiet. I would get a cup of coffee and just relax. But then it's like, all right, I've literally have done those exact same things the last three days. I've watched every NBA game, every NFL game, every NHL game that have all been televised. Um, I, I, I've been catching up on some of my TV shows. It's just like, you're right. I'm just kind of. I'm I'm ready to be unisolated, and to be honest, it's going to be a few more days. You know, that's the shitty mm-hmm. part. Only well, got football today. Maybe you need a marathon. Something you need to pick a show and just marathon it. Well, I've been waiting to watch um, Wheel of Time season two. I'm a big big fan of that series. So, well, then you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, I did catch up on Monarch. Love that show. Oh yeah, that's the 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 Godzilla one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's not. It is the Godzilla one. I wouldn't say Godzilla is the focus, it's, but it's a good it's show. It's a weird name for the show because when I hear it, I just think of like some period piece British thing, Monarch. Like I don't think, oh, that's the Godzilla actually, thing. Okay. It's actually really good. You you might actually like it. It's more yeah, about I mean, the company, right? It's I mean, just don't get me wrong. I don't think of it. Yeah, it's cool. You, you would. It's a good treadmill show. I, I think it's 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 
It's a good treadmill it's a treadmill show. show. I uh, my son went to go see the the Godzilla minus one movie. With I, I a really friend. I want to. Yeah, he came back and he was like, "It's the best movie I've ever seen." Oh my god! Did he know it was in uh, subtitles? Uh, well, I don't. I, I don't know because I didn't know it was subtitles until you just mentioned it. It is. Um, but he, yeah, he's like, I mean, you know, he's sixteen or whatever, but he's seen he's seen some movies and he was like, mm-hmm. "That's the best movie I've ever seen." So I think he's oh, starting man. to get into Godzilla. They watch they watch the second Godzilla. Uh, at a friend's house, like the week prior, I have a feeling he's going to start watching all the Godzilla movies and be one of those one of those guys. Did didn't you watch them with me a couple of years ago? Like the newer franchise with Goldman? No, you were into it more. Oh, I was going to marathon all of them from beginning to end. I actually got a list and was like, because I think a lot of them are on Max. Yeah, I never really got to it. I have seen the first Godzilla, but okay. I don't know. I I wouldn't mind watching them. But, Watch um, the latest three. Um, I could get to the names of them, but there, this is what the show kind of follows. Um, you know, they talked about G Day, which is Godzilla Day, and like it happened in 2015 when it attacked like San Francisco and stuff. And then, G like, Day, this show is like the aftermath of that, and and right. how they deal with it. And yeah, it's cool. Restoring the bonds and the therapy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what else been on? How was your holiday? How was your Christmas break? Any good Christmas gifts or anything like that? Um, yeah, holiday was good. I got I got uh, I got this guy right here. Got the piranha plant. Oh, that was a fun build. Which, I mean, I didn't I didn't ask for it. So it was kind of a surprise, actually. Nice. Uh, and then um, that was a kind of a fun build. And then uh, uh, one of my New Year's is funny. One of my New Year's resolutions for mm-hmm. last year was to get to. 1800 rating on Lee chess, which is where I play. Oh, that's right. And, um, I got my, I basically, I, I, like I told you from the last episode, I got my wife's iPad pro. Oh, and yep. so I started training up for it. And then it was like last weekend, it was the end of the Christmas break. I was doing some prep, studying some openings, some defenses or whatever. Cause I knew I was at 1768. And if I lost a game or two, I would fall back. And I didn't want to just go in cold and stupid. And so sure. I did some prep and then that Saturday I was like, all right, I'm going to spend today playing chess online, try to get 1800 drew. I won both games that I played. Both they were you over tough. The top. I mean, they're they tough you... and yeah. it got me over the top and they, nice. they're tough. You're playing people at that level and it's a hard, you, you know, I, it's like, I just want to play easy people and you, you know, you can't, yeah. um, and I got to say the last, the game that put me over the top, might've been my best mate ever. Really? Uh, I can't really describe it. It was like a queen rook roll that didn't go towards the edge of the board. It actually went towards my guys. And I was so okay. impressed when I saw it. Um, it came after I, I, the guy made a move I did not expect, but I realized it was cause it was a dumb move. Um, yeah. So I made 1800. I haven't played chess since, but I'm going to try to, squeeze some in uh, later today and so where, this where do week. you play is this like just a chess website or it's lichess.org okay um and uh yeah it's uh there's a tons of tons of features on there it's a lot of fun they have a good little opening trainer and stuff that's i've been playing with that one for like over a decade now um, obviously off and on i've gone years without playing any games on there but um, yeah, so my, my, my resolution this year is to make it to 1900. That's, oh, wow. I want to get, I don't want to get too crazy. Right. So like, let me, if, if you played like five, six games in a row and won every one, would you just go straight to 1900? Like how many points do you get for winning a match? Uh, 
probably not five or six. It depends on who you play and what their rating is, but you can gain like 25 points if I played somebody about my rating right now. Okay. It's probably going to get less and less. Um, it would take me a while. Have to I don't five or six in a row is also very hard. I, I've been on a pretty good streak. I've been playing my best chess this year, which is weird. I was mostly playing in in March before I, I lost my eyesight. And then I really didn't get back to it until December. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's you get you. it's streaky. Chess is streaky. When you play people that are around the same level as you, you can win and you can lose. It, it just comes down to like one bad move that you try not mm -hmm. to make. Um, but I, you know, I don't have any aspirations. I would someday like to get back into tournament chess and um, play with like Sebastian because he's the most interested in chess of my kids and have him enter tournaments and whatever as long as he can handle losing, which is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, that would be <clears> fun to do. So maybe we can, you know, go down to the Springs, play in a tournament. I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, nice. If you've ever seen the movie, uh, uh, where's, uh, where's Bobby Fisher? God, what's the name of that movie? Oh, um, Searching for Bobby that. Fisher. Sorry, long time ago. Yeah, Searching for Bobby Fisher is such a romanticized version of chess to me. It's like chess porn. It's great. Um, and then like the guy takes his kid who's Josh Waitskin, who is, he's a real player and extremely good. Um, took him around doing chess tournaments and whatever. And it's like, I would love to do that. That would be so mm -hmm. much fun. Um, so that's what I, nice. that's what I want to do. And then today is Bronco day, final game of the year. It's a big game in Denver because we haven't had a winning record since 2016. And we'd all like to beat the Raiders, a team we haven't beaten in a few years and get a winning record. Um, it would be a nice end to the season if possible with, uh, with our new quarterback. So uh, I got my friends coming over. We're making, um, we're buying some wings. I'm making ribs. Uh, Michelle made fresh macaroni salad last night. So it's oh, going to be a fun little day. Man, wish I was with, within the area. I'd be, well, maybe I wouldn't with COVID, but it sounds delicious. Yeah, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. In fact, this show is hard. We have a hard stop at in about an hour and a half. Uh, because I have to make the ribs. So good. And that way I won't lose my voice or lose, lose my concentration, I guess. You know, like <laughs> you just, your head's just a fog and it's just sometimes, but I also got to go outside and snow blow at some point. It's going to suck. Oh, that's going to be tough. Send Amy out. Have her do it. She, you know, she would, but like, I mean, I have a huge snow blower and I just, I feel bad making her do it. <laughs> I have a huge snow blower. Huge snow blower. I have a huge snow blower. Listen, you can make anything dirty. Oh, my God. Um, Mecca said something to Tim in the Discord a couple days ago that I literally laughed out loud in my office. It was it was pretty good. I'd have to find it. Um, All right. Over over shutdown, Goomba had surgery, John. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the dentist, right? He had dental surgery. He had four teeth removed. Oh. Uh, two of his molars, which had the stitches, and then his two front teeth. The little Goomba teeth, but then I realize he looks even more like a Goomba now because he's missing <laughs> his two front teeth and it's like his little fangs and it's it's incredible. <laughs> yes. Um he's doing good. He's doing good. He's getting old. He's getting old, John. He's so, an old Goomba. Cats 13. and their teeth are kind of a nightmare because like we don't I really know. brush our cats' teeth. You're supposed you to. I know. How many people hard. do? It's Ooh, hard. They don't like it. No. Yeah, they don't want to do no. it. I had a question about you. About your cats, but now I don't remember it. I'll, it will come to me one episode. They are still alive. It was more about cats in general, but I don't think I remember now. If you remember, let me know. I'll, I will. I I'm will. here to answer all of your cat needs. Yes. 
All right. All right. Um, is this where we do the manscape, Dad? Can I do it? Go for or it. Do we, do it? we do it later. I'll do it right now. Do it. I'm going to do it to save Drew's voice. Not that he's going to stop talking anyway, but no. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped, because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered, trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, too, right here. Now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. And we all know it. Go to manscaped.com and use code NINDADS for 20% off and free shipping. Happy New Year or happy new balls. You know, I'm actually in the market. I didn't make the new order. I need some more um, shampoo. And then the deodorant that I've been using, um, like, I think they stopped making it during COVID. And, you know, I had like two, you know, deodorant lasts a long time, I feel like. So I had like two extra ones and it's finally starting to come to an end. So in one of our packages that we got from Manscaped, I used their deodorant and um, I don't hate it. So maybe <laughs> um, maybe I'll job. use their, their deodorant now and their shampoo going forward. At one point, Amy's going to go, why do your armpits smell like your balls? <laughs> and I'm going to go, well, why are you licking both? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to what we've been playing the mm. last four weeks edition, I guess, because we didn't really mm-hmm. talk about this in the game of the year episode. And yep. we've had a few week break, so um, we've got a bunch here. But I want to start off with Jackbox Party Pack f- seven. Yes, <laughs> uh, we both played this during Christmas break. We did. Um, I played this uh, New Year's Eve with the so family. That's become our tradition. And um this is the first party pack for Jack because I've been down. I haven't bought a lot of the new ones because every time I buy one, I feel like there's one or maybe two games at most. And then I'm unimpressed with everything else. Mm-hmm. This was the first one I enjoyed. Not not all my family, but I enjoyed every one of the games. What did you think about it? Do we want to go through the games I, real quick? Well, I, yeah, I want to highlight a couple of them at least. Um, so how much did you pay for this? Um, it was on sale for 40% off. I can't remember what I paid for it, but it was it was a 40% off discount, which helped. So I, I, I actually played through Luna, John, because if, I don't know if you did know this, but you can you can get all oh, I know every jetpot bots party pack um, for a four four ninety nine subscription. So for five right. bots, I can play any of them. And I said, well, let's just do that because maybe we'll jump around between different ones. But then, right. like you said, we ended up playing almost just every one on Pat seven. And then by then time, the kids lost interest in whatever they were doing and came back. But yeah, there was yeah. two of them that I really liked that I remembered. I think the last one we played, and I don't know the names, forgive me. I should probably pull them up. I know the names. All right, good. The one where you had to get people to guess what your item was, and you only could use words that they yeah. used to guess. What was that blather, one called? Blather Round. That was incredible. That was probably one of our, if not our favorite game. That was a good time. Uh, that one was good. The other one was fun too, and I bet you it's even more fun with the more people you have. We've only had four when we were playing. It was you have a category, and three of you all fit into that category, and somebody's the oddball out, and they ask questions to try to figure out. You have to separate the categories. Is that just... is that Jackbox Seven? I don't. Yeah. 
So, for example, there's we were all like sea. It was like sea creatures or something. Like you didn't play this one. There, that is there was, not Jackbox Seven. Yes it, it, yes, it was. No, it was not. Well, how did I play the other one then? You have a subscription. <laughs> you you just said you have access to all of them now. Okay, I think Hold you played. Well, you talk about. This one had it, so it had Quiplash Three, which yes, is we played that. great. But like, I think it just means I don't remember ever having a repeat in Quiplash ever. And I love Quiplash. We play it. We always play it. That's like an, always a go to. Um, so it's nice to have a new game so you can't get repeats, but it's pretty much the same game. Um, this one had a different art style. So it, Quiplash is great. It's I think it's the best Jackbox game of them all, whichever version you play. Um, the one that I loved, and this one might be one I can see people hating, but everybody was into it in my house, was Talking Points. Um, so this is the one where you have a topic you have to talk about. And then that you have an assistant who's put posting pictures on every other slide and you have to try to convince somebody of your topic and work those images in to your presentation. And I just thought it was hilarious. And it in terms of a game, it's stupid because it's based on your cheers and your jeers. But like these are also your competitors, so I don't know how they could possibly be judges um, but we just played this one. We didn't really care about who was the winner. It was just great. And I was like watching my kids actually try to stay on topic. I was shocked. I didn't think they would do it. And they would like try to work these ridiculous pictures in. And they they actually all went and stood up by the TV and did the presentation. We didn't have to like convince anybody or hmm. whatever. We just all had a great time. Um, totally pointless game, but it was totally fun. Um, I love that one. Did you figure out finally which uh, Jackbox your game is in? I didn't, but I know it's Ooh, not it's seven. It's not in seven. It's not in seven. I'll give you um, that one. There um, is, um, there was also Champed Up, which was a drawing game. Oh, and I'm not a huge fan of TKO. Uh, a lot of people like TKO. My problem with TKO is it always seems to be biased towards the newest drawing. Um, but Champed Up was a, a game where you you had to like, Oh, you know, now that I think of it, I can't remember how Champed Up played. I remember the drawing was interesting because you could switch between the foreground and the background and draw. Okay, so Champed Up was when you drew you drew a bunch of pictures and then other people had to, they would see your picture and they would have to draw a challenger without actually knowing what your picture was for. Um, so for example, um, it might say, uh, someone, someone who, uh, someone who, who's really high energy and someone might draw a person and then you would see that picture, but you wouldn't know the category that it's going for. And so you would have to draw a challenger based on your own imagination of what the category could be. Okay. And then there's a competition and people voted for who fit the category. And it was just hilarious fun because somebody drew, uh, somebody drew, uh, Sebastian, and then so somebody drew uh, anti melody and it was like melody, but there was like a shadow. I don't, mm-hmm. It was just so bizarre. <laughs> and um, we had a ton of fun with that one. And then the devils and the details. Did you I didn't play, play that one either? You didn't play that one? Maybe I only played some of seven, I guess. The devils and the details was the one where you had to do jobs and some of them you did on your own, but some of them you needed help from somebody in the room and you were trying to just get a meter all the way up. Okay. 
Um, I can say this. It reminded me of Among Us because in Among uh. Us, you are trying to do jobs and fill the meter to win. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you need help from other people. This one, you definitely would like, it would request help. And then somebody comes along and then they have to communicate with you. And so you would have to like read off some words that they can do the help that they need because they didn't have all the information. Mm -hmm. We only played it one time. I really enjoyed it a lot, but both or we played twice. Both times the server died. I think it was because it was New Year's and it was popular. I really want to get to this one again. So hopefully we can do that this week. But that one was really fun. And I don't know if we were actually playing against each other or just working for a singular goal, but yeah, that one, the, the, uh, the description seemed odd. I don't think it sold me. It is. I Cause it didn't really tell you what you were doing. Yeah. And there was these tasks that you did that were selfish that you could take. And I, I never understood quite what the big deal was. Also the game ground to a halt when somebody picked it, it'd be like, Oh, this Cedric took this task and he's selfish. And we were like, what? Um, but I, I want to, it just seems like these games were deeper. And that one reminded me of the bomb game from one of the earlier Jackboxes where it's a game mm-hmm. you could work together and try to win like a campaign. Um, I want to play that one again, but all of them were so good. We, I, I, and blather round was, we were terrible at blather round early on. And then we started getting much That's better exactly at it. That's what happened to us. The first time we played it, we're like, I don't think I really understand the game. Um, and then it was, it was a ton of fun. You have to get the clues out faster. You can't be slow. You got to start pumping out clues and give people help. Um, so that was fantastic. Uh, was um, this, this might be it. Hypno something. Hypnotorious. Maybe that's I, it. I don't have all of them. This was on number 10. We played 10 too a little bit. That's the one I think we played 10 and 7. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play 10. 10 didn't look good in the trailer. I mean, I wouldn't, you're right. I mean, I wouldn't pay $20, but I'm paying five bucks. I said, I might as well just try some other games, but you're right. Right. That's the tough part. Nice. It was fun. I mean, I I wish we could play this more often. I mean, it's perfect for you because you have the family where your kids are older. Um, Obviously you can't get too raunchy with some of your answers, but you know, we, we still put the family friendly option on. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I don't need bra questions again. Um, what else? Uh, what else have we been playing? Um, let's bounce. I'm gonna, I, yeah, let's. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna just go into detail with two. I'll save the other two for the future since I'm still playing them. But there's um, a common theme. There's a common theme with two of yours. Just gonna say that. Actually, three there of yours. <laughs> there is very <laughs> three of them have um, a theme. We'll give. I'm we'll start. give kudos to anyone who can figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna start with Untitled Goose Game. You guys been yelling at me to play it. Um. So. One night I was sitting in the chair and I I decided, you know what, fuck it, let's just give it a go. And Evan came over, he's like, What are you playing, Dad? I'm playing this goose game. I just sort of I don't really know, I never played it before, buddy. I was like, I'm just trying to be a goose and wreck havoc. So like, that sounds fun. Can I snuggle and watch? I said, Absolutely, never turned down a snuggle. Um and we sat there, we played through the whole first level, uh, pretty much with the farmer and all that, and then right we did all the tasks and then we went on to the second level and I said, Well, let me um this is a good place to stop. So that's that's where I am with that. Um, it's fun. I, I'll talk about it more as we go. It's, I know it's a, not a long game, but, um, it's, it's, it's silly. It's fun. It's, it's quirky. Uh, the other one, me if, and you, if, been playing. if you asked me to, well, I would just say, if you asked me to pick a game that yes. I could guarantee that no matter who I told to play this game would enjoy it, 
I think the number one game would be Untitled Goose Game. I can't imagine any human being on this planet who could play it and not have fun. A kid, an adult, yeah. someone who doesn't play games very often can still have fun with it. It's just, it, it's incredible. It's, 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 it's audience is a hundred percent of human beings. I, I, I do agree with that. The only thing I would say is I could see it being a little frustrating for non-player. Like there is some, some strategy on getting like the farmer guy to, leave you alone and like you know there is a little bit of strategy there it could get tricky if you're not paying attention and that's only the first level you can only imagine the second level and third whatever and you don't have to do everything right i can't remember if it's like you have to do a certain number of things or i know that there's like stuff there's optional stuff correct um, you don't and have it to opens do. up you know you have to make him mm-hmm. do something until he opens up and falls and hits the next level so yeah I agree. it's so good it's so good um the other game evan and i have been playing are was sonic superstars which you do for christmas and um this is a throwback to the original Sonic series where um, it looks great visually. It's fun. Very similar to the, the old school Sonic games. You can play as different characters, which is which is great. Um, there's also, I didn't look into it yet. You know, we had a code for like some of the Lego stuff and there's DLC. I don't know if you can play as Lego characters. I, I, I haven't really looked into it yet. So more to come on that. Um, this is just, again, put to the side burner a little bit because of the next two games we've been playing. But um are there any other twitch ones you want to talk about or are the other two i'm going to detail about um yeah i have a couple uh quick ones uh pokemon violet did i mention on this show <laughs> that i started playing pokemon yes. violet okay. yep you did i i you started playing pokemon violet because it's just a game i haven't played i've been waiting all year for updates never got them and it's like and i love playing pokemon i find it very relaxing and zen and and, uh, and i enjoy it so i just decided all right it's never getting updates let me just try to get through this I started fresh and I stopped. I I can't take it. And the weird thing is it is a rough game technically. The transitions are bad. It's the frame rate chugs. It's and all of that. I can actually get through that. That's fine. I can I can get through it. I got used to it. I was just bored. I was really yeah. bored to death. And it, and it, what it was was it's an open world game. It's kind of like, oh, it's like Breath of the Wild. But please, I'm going to vomit if I hear someone say it's like Pokemon with Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild it's was not. an exploratory game. You start off and you you can go in any direction and figure out what you want to do. In this game, they literally just slap on the map. Here's all the gyms. Here's all the, the Titan quests. Here's all this. Here's all that. And your map is immediately full with everything, like an Ubisoft. Like everything's like that, 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 that. So there's no yeah. exploration. There was nothing I ran across that was interesting. The only thing I found exciting about it was finding little pokeballs in the in the dirt and the little red glow. And I'd be like, "Ooh, let me get that. Let me get that." Mm-hmm. Um, and then the gyms are all—they're not like scaled or anything. So when you go to a gym, it might be very high level and you can't beat it, or you might go True. fight a titan and yeah, they it's don't too adjust. high level. So I ended up—I was—I was gonna quit. And then I decided to print out a map that had suggestions for the order to do things, which is something you shouldn't have to do. You know, show some icons, show me what's too high level, maybe show it in red. I don't know. And Mm -hmm. so I started following the map and then I was just totally bored by that. I was like, okay, I'm just, this is, this has become a linear game and there's no exploration. And I got bored. I was like, I'd rather have the towns where it's like, oh, you need to go to this next town. Like it's the same thing. Except they're yeah. not trying to hide the fact that the game is more linear, like a typical Pokemon game is linear. 
I was just not having fun. And all I could think of was, man, I'd rather just break out uh, you know, my Switch and play one of the older games or play it on my little portable device. But you didn't, or... did you? You kept going. No, I stopped. I, I, wow. I, no. I just stopped with Violet. I was so bored. I didn't like it at all. I want an open world Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to let me go do the gyms in any order, then let me do the gyms in any order. Like, I'm, I can't go to a level 40 gym right off the bat. Yeah. And I was a um I picked the uh the the green, the kitty, the grass kitty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they tell you in the beginning, you know, go check out the bug gym. And so I was like, all right, I'll do the bug gym first. Obviously suggesting that's the easier one. And then I was yep. like, okay, I'm gonna go do the water gym because a grass beats water. And sure. I went to the water area and I I was I was I was under leveled for it. Really? <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't do the water. Um yeah, I, I didn't, I just didn't like it. So it wasn't the technical stuff in the end that got me. I was just bored. I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, wow. there's a lot of things in this game that are good and fine and whatever. There's a lot of different things you can do and whatever. But, and the, I think just between the technical stuff and, and lack of discovery, it's just a miss. Um, I'll try the next one. Um, hmm. but I like the, I like the regular form formula better. Um, and the let's go formula for that matter. I am also playing Monster Hunter World Iceborne. I got the Iceborne expansion and I started that up. Um, I'm, nice. I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, haven't played a lot lately, but I've been playing that and Monster Hunter now on my phone. So there's a lot of Monster Hunter going on. And uh, yeah, really excited. This will this will take me all year to kind of go through. But um, lots wow. of cool new monsters in Iceborne to see. And um, the storyline is still a lot better than Rise um, in, in my view. And uh, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, those are my two quick ones. And then I have two other ones, but. Nice. Um, I'm going to start with some controversy that everyone said about Bluey, John. Bluey, the video game, because my kids got it for Christmas. And we decided we're going to play it as an as a family. That's it. John, we 100%ed this game in two sittings. Like, probably five hours. And, and, and that's fine. Like, for my life of the game, I'm not <laughs> yeah. complaining. Like, that's, right. like, what? it's bluey. How long of a game do you need, right? Um, we loved it. I mean, for, for what it's worth, I'm not saying it's game of the year, right? It, it's, it's, it's by no means game of the year. But I will say this. Um, it ran perfectly fine. There was no glitches. There's no, there was no issues with the entire game. hundred percent in it. Um, it looks exactly like the cartoon. It's exactly like the cartoon humor. Um, there's so many little references to the actual show that it's, it's, if you watch the show, you're going to pick up instantly. The whole premise of the game is you're playing through some different episodes, right? So there's an episode part where you kind of have to follow a path and do stuff and interaction moments to have cut scenes and tell the story. And then once you do that episode, it opens up that map on uh, there's like five maps to kind of free roam. And when you free roam, there's a few things you need to do. There's, there's some collectibles, there's 12 collectibles in every level. And then there's also um, hidden stickers that you can find throughout. So you can at any point not do the free roam and move on to the next episode and just continue probably do the whole game in two hours. But you know, we did, we watched the episode, we opened up the free play mode and we went in and we found everything before we started the next episode. Uh, 
and yeah, I mean, there's just there's there's little things you unlock special things like if you watch the show, like you can unlock the the TP up game. So there's a balloon, and you guys can just it, it kind of like activates a balloon mode, and you can hit it up. There's like the floor is lava mode where you can't jump on it; you have to jump on furniture and stuff. Uh, and you just play until that end. So that, that opens up like a mini game within the the level. You can do it anytime you want. Uh, and then there's unlockables, right? So every time you find new stickers or new things, you get like stars, which gives you a new type of hat. So then you can go change, you know, there's 50 different hats you can change. And it's just, again, being kids, I want to wear the chef hat. I want to wear the crown. I want to wear whatever, the camping, um, camping stuff. Like there's just different things. And then the other part of un- unlockables is when you find the stickers, you can pick, um, you can go to this little treasure chest and you can hold these items, right? So, like, for example, I just walked around every level holding my coffee mug because that's what I do. Um, and it's like, number one, dad. So, like, I want the coffee mug at all times. I mean, it's silly. It's not the best game. It's it's just a scavenger hunt. You're exploring, but you're exploring the world from a kid's point of view is I get to explore Bluey's house. I get to explore the campground. I get to go to the beach and explore the beach. Um, for a seven and nine-year-old, it was a perfect game for them because it wasn't much thought. It was just exploring the world of Bluey, which they love. I recommend that. It was $40. Probably could have been more like 30 or 25 But again, my kids were happy with it. Again, not game of the year. Not a fantastic game. I would never have played this game by myself. If I played it, I would have quit after 20 minutes. But playing with my kids and seeing <laughs> them and laughing and stuff, we played the whole game, 100%. And glad I got it. That's cool. I'm glad that worked out. That was uh, I did get on some sales. The three things that I heard the most complaints about where it was buggy. So it sounds like it it probably patched up a lot of it. Maybe I had zero. I mean, you didn't play it for like a month after it came out, so it might have gotten patched up by the time Um, the the game length, which was um, I heard like like what you said, like a couple hours. um, But then there was collectible stuff. Um, But still, that's not always a complaint. Yeah, yeah, it's not always a complaint for me. I like shorter games. Two hours is a little a little weird, but like there was yep. there was collectible. It's like with Odyssey, right? People said it was too short. And it's like, no, there's yeah. there's so much to do. So and then moves, the other yeah. one I think was the mini games like were very simplified. Um, they were. I haven't they played it. Great. So like the keepy uppy game, like they were like didn't take any skill. So you pretty much at any point can hit like up arrow and it, the little wheel comes up and there's four mini games. Keepy uppy is one of them. And it's legit, like, pauses the screen, and I think it's just as a counter. And it's like everything made a balloon. You can, like, get your high score, and that's it. Like, it's just whatever room you're in, it stops and pauses that room. And then your players move around, and you can just, all you do is hit the balloon. It, yeah, you're right. I mean, the mini, those portions of the games were not right. great. Those are those were the things that I had heard. But I think, yeah. I think once you fix the glitches, because those can be very frustrating. Yeah. It's kind of easy to move, move past that. Cool. Yeah. Bluey. Bluey. Boop, 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 boop. Um, I played uh, played through Final Fantasy 16. I finished it a couple nights ago. Nice. A couple nights ago. Yeah. And that so this was my Christmas vacation game. And I wanted to play it earlier in the year as PS5 exclusive. And I, I dabble in Final Fantasy, although I haven't played one since Final Fantasy 13. Um, but I did play seven remake earlier this year. And um, I I got it on a nice 50% off sale a couple months back and and I've been wanting to play it and I did. And uh, I loved it. It was um, uh, it's it's much more linear than I mean, don't expect a big open world game here. 
it's one of those games as you open up areas, you are then free at any time during the game, mostly to go to those areas and explore. Um, uh, but otherwise there's like a main quest line you're doing. And then every so often a whole bunch of side quests open up. And the way I played it was anytime I had any side quest available, I would just do it. So sometimes it would be like three side quests and then I would continue the main line or six or seven. And I would just do everything. And at no point did I get frustrated or, you know, sometimes you hit a point in the game, you're like, all right, screw the side quests. I just want to finish this thing. The whole way through, I was like, oh, side quests, let me do it. And they weren't always the most exciting side quests in the world, but there was something unexplainably satisfying about finishing the side quests. Maybe because mm-hmm. they were pretty quick. Like you go talk to somebody and then maybe go fight some monster and then you come back and they'd say thank you and you get some experience points and you move on. Um, there was a skill tree, which there's a whole bunch of elements that you can use for magic. And I mostly stuck to the same three. I tried some other ones, um, but for the most part, I liked the original three the most. And um, this game was great. The 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 battles have these integrated cutscenes in them. And sometimes there's like a, a, a quick time event that you have to press. Nothing hard at all. And they just really integrated well with the battle. I mean, just I mean, if you watch the trailer for Final Fantasy 16, you see, they use a lot of those integrated cutscenes for mm-hmm. um, the trailer. It was just so magical. There was so much expression going on. The main character, Clive and Sid and some other characters, really good voice acting work. Um, had a fantastic time with it. And it's, it's probably a game that you probably wouldn't replay, but I could see myself replaying this in a few years and just kind of playing through it. Um, uh, a lot of fun, glorious looking. The final boss battle was great. And um, yeah, I just had a, a great time with it. I didn't, I'm not going to do the DLC right now. Um, I feel like I've had yeah. my fill of Final Fantasy 16. Out. I want to move on to something else. But um, that's a, that's a, that was a fantastic game. Uh, I don't know what else I can really say about it. There was this one part of the game, there is a, a board with some papers on it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's funny. It looks like the Monster Hunter board, you know, or uh, the Witcher, you know, the board in the, the Witcher board. And I go to the board and there's like each paper is a monster okay. that you can go find in the world and kill. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, this is very much like Monster Hunter. So it is a bounty. Yeah. And it was weird because the description kind of described where the monster would be, but they don't mark it on the map, which I thought was really cool. You really had to really think through the description yeah. and figure out where it might be and go explore and look for it. So it did feel like, oh, there is some discoverability going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like random treasure boxes around in the world you can explore. So even though it was very linear, there there was reason to explore. And I could see coming back to this game just for a little bit at a time and, and finishing off the monster board. There was a book with chapters in it. I'm more likely to do that before I ever get to DLC. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a fun aspect of it as well. So yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, had a good little story that was going on and a good ending and, um, yeah, I, I, I'm good. I am getting FOMO by the way, for, for rebirth, which comes out end of February. I can't keep track of all these. What was the one rebirth. I played on the switch rise? Uh, which one did you play final fantasy on the switch? Was it? I'm sorry. I was, I was looking at monster. I was thinking of monster. Hunter. Oh, you think of monster. I don't know. Um, Final Fantasy remake came out several years ago and now the second part of because it wasn't the complete Did you Final play Fantasy all these 7. ones or not really, though. I played remake earlier this year and I loved it. I remember that. Yes. In fact, it was so good. I want to play it again. It was that good. Um, and so I want to play that again before I do Rebirth. But Rebirth comes out February 29th. And I'm kind of thinking I might replay oh remake 
and then no, play on launch. But do you remember it? It's so good. It's just so good. <laughs> but is, how long is that game? Uh, it's not super long. 30 hours, maybe. I didn't do all <sighs> the, the side game? quests in it. I did a lot of the side quests, but I didn't do all the side quests in it. I just would want to like get the story again in my head and because it's a direct continuation. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting the FOMO. I really. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. What else have you been playing? <coughs> well, let's John, hear it. Let's hear let's, it. Let's talk about the, the big blue guy here. Avatar. So last time we we talked, I only really had what, like five hours into this game. And as you know, when you start any of these massive games, like it's it's very hard for me in the first five hours because you're really just understanding the gameplay understanding the mechanics you're getting into that loop right these big games have a loop mm-hmm. that you do just like a zelda game for comparison where you do a dungeon you get a new item you go out to the open world you explore you have new things you can do right is that is that loop and then you get tired of exploring you go find the next dungeon right that's that's these big open world games loops that we all try to fall in the trap of so i found my loop i found my avatar loop i will say from a lunar experience right? I was nervous about not being able to play handheld that much. I mean, I, I can, but I wasn't going to. Um, I will say this. I had the perfect storm for Luna over the last few weeks, right? Because I was on winter break, so I had to play um, a lot uh, on the TV. And then with COVID hit the last few days, I had, again, isolation and time to play as much time as I wanted to play. So perfect storm of me um, not having a handheld device to play video games on. That being said, Avatar. Uh, John, <laughs> wow. Um, no exaggeration. Top five game of all time. Like, oh my game God. Of the year, game of the year last year. Uh, absolutely <laughs> incredible. This is a game that when you look at it from, you know, I was nervous about because it's a first person game. I mean, it's a first person shooter, essentially. And. I was nervous about that, but I, I loved Avatar so much and the lore of Avatar. So I'm going to give it a go. And this game drew me right in. Uh, I love Ubisoft and now I'm going to start. I love them even more. And I'm going to start looking at more other games that I could possibly, you know, start playing this game. If I mean, you've played Phoenix Rising. Look at Phoenix Rising combined with Tears of the Kingdom. And they kind of took a lot of those, I think, learned from those both concepts in Breath of the Wild. Phoenix Rising mm-hmm. took Breath of the Wild. Oh, sure. But so I'm you're saying just saying Breath things... of the Wild with Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> well, no, because there's some things that Phoenix Rising added that I think worked really yeah. well. Um, and they took some of those things and, and brought them into Avatar, right? So one of the things is that the lore of this game is awesome. If you love the world of Pandora and Avatar, you're going to love the game itself because the storyline is, is really cool. I won't really get into the story. I'm going to focus more on the gameplay, Uh, but the story is tons of fun. Um, All about that. And exploring the, the map is massive. I'd like to Google it. I think it might be bigger than um, like Hyrule and tears of the kingdom is. I could be wrong, but it feels massive. The ability to just jump on a Banshee at any moment and just fly to wherever you want. Um, is so much fun and so cool as well with fast travel uh there's a scene where you climb the mountains just like in the first movie and you're creating your first bond with your banshee and the music's playing it's one of the best video gaming moments i've ever had it was incredible um i didn't cry though i did not cry john i did not try i felt i like i wanted to but i did not (laughs) you Um, you held it back (laughs) held it back it was just so incredible like and it's just, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, so 
this loop that I kept falling into the trap to, there's, there's a few things going on. There's these little like mine and drill plants scattered throughout the land. And if you come across one of these, you can either just go in guns blazing and destroy the place, or you can go into stealth mode. This game is actually a lot more stealthier than I thought it was going to be. And what I mean by that is when you infiltrate one of these camps, if you go into stealth mode and try to start killing the people slowly, um, you can shut down like the Mets and then you can like rip the guys out of it. So you're not making a lot of noise. Um, if you start making noise, the guards will go pull alarms and then helicopters will come in and it'll make it a lot worse. The cool part is when you destroy the drill camp, if you did it in a stealth mode and the alarm was never alerted, you get more rewards. What happens is if you set off the alarm, guys will like run away with the rewards at the end of it. So it's pretty cool. Also, by destroying this drill camp, it now takes like all the oil and stuff out of the area. So all of the land starts to restore. So like mm -hmm. before, when you go through, everything's polluted. You can't really craft any. You can't really gather anything because it's all polluted. So now it restores the area. There's like, I don't know. There's got to be 50 of these scattered throughout the map. I haven't even done them all. And then there's bigger ones and there's smaller ones. It's, it's awesome. So that's one of the loops that you can fall into is you try to go till these drill camps to restore the land. The other one is there's these little dots scattered everywhere over the maps. And when you yeah, go to the Ubisoft dot, game, <laughs> that's an Ubisoft game. And they love their dots. The dot, it could be like one of eight different things, right? It could be a little bit of, you just touch a tree and you gain extra health uh, permanent. Mm -hmm. Um, You could touch a, uh, another type of plant and you get a skill point. Some of them are like mazes that you kind of have to navigate and how to get to it. Some of them are like these really cool memories, memory paintings are called, and you have to like move the joysticks in like a time in that they tell you to move them. Um, other ones are like little stories. It's just all these different things. So when you get there, you don't know what it's going to be. And then it's some type of interaction that you have to go complete to make it, you know, achieve whatever you get out of it. Uh, there's tons of crafting. I spent a whole day yesterday. Well, I spent an hour and a half looking for a fucking pine cone. Uh, I finally found it. Right. And I was looking for this rare pine cone. So I could go craft this really good bow that I was really trying to get. So there's that aspect of it. If you can go into as much depth you want of just exploring and crafting, uh, tons of crafting. If you want, you don't have to. Like I said, there's options. There's there's tons of skill trees as well that you can focus on crafting. You can focus on hunting. You can focus on warrior. Um, there's really tons of ways you can play the game. But overall, John, this game has like, I've never been this into a game. I'm going to say probably since Breath of the Wild. Um, we've all talked. I've talked how I felt about Tears of Kingdom. Loved the game, but I, I didn't feel like that same as I did with Breath of the Wild. This is the first time I felt like that in a long time. Uh, I, the Luna has been great. I drained batteries. I had to replace multiple batteries on the controller for it. And is it um, rechargeable or is they, are they batteries? No, they're just two double A batteries. Oh, do you have like the rechargeable battery thing going like Xbox? No, I mean, I've only used, I think like six batteries since I've played. So it's not like it's crazy, okay. but, um, I probably should invest in some nice ones now if I know, but again, six batteries at the end of the day, isn't that bad. Yeah, I got the double like the Energizer has like a, a yeah. four battery recharger and then you can just rotate, which is nice because if, if it interrupts, you have them. And yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, overall, this this game was was great. It made me realize the value I have in Luna. The, I think the respect I have in Ubisoft and other games that they have. And 
uh, how I'm going to move forward with Luna and and all of this. I, I'm blown away. I I I love it. I can't really say much more about it. Oh, Drew's into big boy games now. I'm so proud yeah, of you. you know it, it's funny. I think too because I have never played games. Right, that you know you talked about like Horizon or even you know Far Cry, like in Ubisoft and these other big type of God of War and, and these games that I never really played. So there may have been aspects that Avatar even stole from those games, but I I wouldn't know right because yeah. I never played those. So. For me, this is like my first experience, like you said, as a big boy game, which maybe that helped, you know? Like yeah, I can go you, play one of these other games, like, oh, Avatar's not as good as this game is. But I don't know, because I haven't tried it. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, so Witcher 3 is the only big boy game that I know Correct. that you've played. Um, I, I actually would love to have this conversation more in the future after you've maybe explored some other ones, because there there is... It, it, like, you know, how I always talk about things like when people say a game is addictive and I'm like, but is it fun? Right. Yeah. And like I've fallen into that trap where I'm playing a game and I'm addicted to it. But then I'm like, but am I having fun? And Hogwarts sure. Legacy straddles that line because it's very similar to how you described. There's this big world and there are these like dots. And you're like, I want to go to this dot and this dot. And this. But there's like only like eight things that can happen. And half of those things are pretty bland. And like, yep. remember in Witcher when you would go to a dot and it would be like a, a, a like a, what does they call them? A well, a, a place of power. Okay. And then you would just get a skill point. You're yeah. like, okay. And you were excited. You were like, I got a skill point. But it, like, there was nothing fun there, right? Finding sure. a place of power is not in itself fun, but it's addictive. And Ubisoft does that. Like Valhalla is like that. Um, and then I mentioned Hogwarts Legacy, Phoenix Rising. And so, but now there are these, these two levels because people played Elden Ring. Yeah. where you get on the map and there are no dots like none and yep. you do have to explore and find things but you are not led there by dots and i think we're starting to see in these open world games where they're trying to do that tears of the kingdom or elden ring approach of it's a land go find something versus here's the dots and now you're compelled to go see them there there's there's pros and cons yeah. to each approach, of course. But I, I would like love to have dots. a conversation about maybe what you end up liking. If you end up playing an Elden Ring, yeah, that would be a, a great little game to say which which approach did you like better? Because I'll tell Correct. you, I enjoyed it in Hogwarts, but I didn't love it in Valhalla. I really didn't like Valhalla, and they're both the same if you describe them. And I don't know really what caused one over the other. It's funny. Um, I think there's a happy medium, right? Because so I'm 55 hours into Avatar. It actually keeps mm -hmm. track on the Ubisoft store. So with that being said, right, I'm I'm you can love of you can love a game. It could be your favorite game of all time, but you can get sick of a game. To your point, if you fall into that loop, right? It doesn't mean that you stop loving it. It just means that you're you're tired of playing this game right this moment, right? So right. I'm getting to the point. I'm almost done. I will probably finish Avatar today. I have about two missions left. The main story or like the main story, it? right? And then okay. and then I'll be interested to see myself like I might honestly take a little break and play something else, right? Maybe I'll play Son of Superstars or a game that I don't need to like dive in. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe right. I'll come back in a week or so because there's more I want to explore. There's more drilling camps I want to destroy. There's there's more stuff I want to do. But I'm also excited to see the story, right? I, I hit like once I was like 80% done in the game, I was like, man, the, the story's so good now. I want to just focus on mission after mission after mission. I want to take the exploration part away for a minute because I'm I'm deep into that. So uh, I'm ready now to, I think, complete the game. And then I want to see what happens. Also, 
I'm curious to see what they do with season passes and DLC because when you subscribe to the subscription, you automatically get the season pass versus if I bought the game for $70, you don't get it. Okay. Which is actually, I didn't realize at first, but I guess I made the right That is unusual, then. actually, that you, that you get the DLC with that. Because, like, on Game Pass, you get a lot of base games, but not the DLCs. That's kind of how they drag you in a little maybe bit. Maybe it's because it's $18 straight to Ubisoft. Right. I mean, I'm sure Luna maybe gets a small cut, but I'm subscribing just to Ubisoft. No and, other and if games. You, and if you if they give you the season pass, then you have to stick around and stay subscribed. So I guess it keeps you around because the, the DLC doesn't come until later. Maybe that's their plot. Yeah. Yep. So that's cool. it for Avatar. I'm going to keep going. What about you? Any other games? Um, yeah, the last game I, I hadn't played my switch in like five days. Uh, and I, I have been in the middle of blasphemous two. Um, remember I replayed blasphemous one last month. Um, so I can then buy two and I, I got to it and I have to say, I enjoy blasphemous two more than one. One was really good. It was so good. I've played it twice in my life. Um, two feels a little easier, um, in a good way and, um, feels less frustrating. Blasphemous one has some frustrating areas to get through. And this one does a really good job of, I don't know, just being more fun. Um, they tell you all the places on the map where you need to go. Reminds me of hollow Knight. So you, you haven't filled in the map, but you can see the little points where you need to go. So there was like three bosses and um, I had been looking for the third boss and I was in that classic Metroidvania space where y- you can't advance anywhere. Everywhere you go on the map that you got stuck with, like, I need to get past this brown wall. And that's what, <laughs> what was happening with Blasphemous 2. And I didn't know how to do it. And I knew it was like, I probably need to find the third weapon. I have no idea where it is. And last night we were watching um, uh, Captain America. And I was sitting there just trying to find what I thought would be the, the third weapon. Yeah. And I go to this area where the map isn't filled in in this area. And I'm just the same stops. I can't remember where they are. I tried marking them on the map. And then finally last night I saw this door and I was like, oh, I can go that way. And it led to this area and I got the freaking weapon that lets me go through the brown walls. And it was like that. That's why I love Metroidvanias. You have this moment where you go, oh, I got the thing. And now there's like 10 places I know I can go and get past. <laughs> so so uh yeah for an hour last night i was getting super frustrated it was probably close to just looking it up and then for the next hour and a half i played i was like going to all the places i got stuck with and uh having a good time so um yeah i'm really enjoying it it's a great series if you're looking for a good metroidvania um it's it's just swimming in like overly gothic religious symbology it goes way overboard you don't even know what's going on I don't, it's not any particular religion. It's just religious symbology. And it's like, I just try to ignore it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm the penitent one. Like, yeah, they call it, you're called the penitent one. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm a dude with a sword though. (laughs) So that's cool. Um, so it's a great little, um, it's a great, it's a great series. I'm, I'm really enjoying. And I was, I was just happy to play my switch again. (laughs) I know I, I, I kind of miss my switch too. I'm not going to lie. Get the see there you go. Say it. Look at you. Look at you cheating now. I am who's cheating. The, who's the cheater now? Yeah. Um I I have I've been playing a ton with my portal uh more and more and more. I, I my brain doesn't see the the differences as much anymore playing on portal versus device. Yeah. So I've been I've been bringing it upstairs and and yeah, but uh, I do want to finish Blasphemous 2. 
I have a game lined up next for the Switch, so my Switch will get more action. What's that? Cobalt's. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. I was going to get another code recollection and play through both games. I've actually decided I'll just wait till later in the year because I don't want to pay $60 for it. I don't think it's that worth it to me. Uh, I'm going to wait till later in the year, but this uh, Cobalt Core game, I want to give it a try. I already bought it. Nice. I uh, bought actually wait. Silent Hope. I'm going to be playing that. Yeah, you were mentioning that one too. Yep. So yeah, that one came from it. the indie world, I think, right? It did. Or, no, maybe it was the direct. Maybe it was the direct. It was one of the directs. They, they, I think it was the I direct. mean, I read reviews. It has pretty good scores, you know, in the sevens, and it says sevens or eight. And it, I mean, they say it's it's a Diablo like. It looks a lot more cartoony and stuff, but the style of gameplay, dungeon crawler, hack and slash mm-hmm. type thing. So we'll see. Cool. I assume we'll be talking about that next episode. Hopefully. All right. So let's get to the show. And uh, we don't know how much time Drew has left with us. And I do have we'll ribs see. to make. Uh, but we don't have uh, too much. We do have a lot of questions, but um, uh, just a reminder. Well, not a reminder anymore, but Chubby's begins yes. as of recording begins tomorrow morning. So today is the last day and I've got ribs and wings in in the day. Got to do what uh, you got to do. Uh, it's going to be an eight week competition. We're not taking anybody else on um, unless we could magic. No, I mean, at this point, if you're listening to this, it's too late. Um, but we got 22 people, which far outstrips what we got last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be an eight week competition. And we're going to see how many pounds we lose together. Yeah, let's uh, see. What, I mean, what, be... what, what's like a realistic like 22 people? If everybody lost 10 pounds, it's over 200. I yeah, would I mean, love I... to lose 15 pounds. But realistically, I'm, I'm aiming for a dozen. Um, yeah, I'd like I to did, lose 15. I did a preseason week. I've been trying to get. I try to transition myself more this week and uh, yep. I've lost a few pounds this week. So I'm not even sandbagging going into it. There's no money on the line this time. No, this is it's for us. This is for us. Yeah. This is for you. Yep. This is just to, to, to shed weight. Let's set a goal. Let's set a goal for a group. What's like, I love for the group to lose like 300 pounds. I wouldn't know the number. I mean, if you go by raw pounds, there's, there's, there's some people who have more pounds to lose than others. Yep. So it's like, if everyone lost 10 pounds, that'd be 220. Um, 300, I feel like would be a, probably a, a good goal. Let's, let's give away a gift card. If we lose 300 pounds, figure it out. 300 pounds. With a bunch of people that are like in the hospital. <laughs> we did it. Uh, oh, I got well, a $25 e-shop. <laughs> All right. Well, to be determined, we'll give away something if we lose 300 pounds. Okay. All right. Um, monthly mayhem is going to come back. Drew and I are currently. Mm-hmm trying to figure out some new ideas for it. So we are, we're doing chubbies right now. Uh, we, we don't have a mayhem ready anytime soon, but we're trying to come up with something new uh, about it. We haven't come up with that yet, um, but we've had a discussion about it. Uh, go to the monthly mayhem channel. There's been a lot of good feedback about it, what people are yep. looking for. Um, so go there and, and give us some ideas. It's things you might, we might do differently. Yeah. Let us know um, what you like or don't like or, or just yeah. anything because we want to, you know, we want to regroup. We get it. It's hard. Sometimes, you know, we've had mayhems where we get 20 people. We've had ones that we got three people. So, you know. Yeah. Looking for a happy medium. Needs a refresh. Energize yep. us and the contestants. Agreed. All right, Drew. Uh, I want to talk about 2024 and what games we are hyped for mm. this year. Now that the calendar has turned, um, and I believe we talked about, you know, our, our top hyped game in our last episode. Um, I want to know what uh, I, I was hoping for a top 10. I don't think you you got us 10, but what are the games you're hyped for? I want to just like 
ordered list of what and mine changes every week. I'll be honest. Every week I, I yeah. kind of change a little bit. But let's talk. Are we going to talk just switch? Just switch, right? Whatever you want. Like I said, I, I don't have a top 10 list. I really struggled with this. And I think there's a fine line between what are you hyped for and what are you going to play? Right? I yes. think I think I have a playlist, but I'm not necessarily hyped. And I'm going to just start off with an example. You know, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is one of my favorite games of all time. My favorite franchise, period, of all time. But I'm not hyped for it. And the reason I say that is because I play that. I've probably beaten that game. 10 to 12 times in my lifetime. Jeez. Right? It, because it's one of my favorite games and I'm, and I'm stoked for it's coming out, but you know, it's not like it's a 10, like a, a, an hour or two game that you can play a lot. I, I've played it and I'm going to buy it and I'm going to play it, but I'm not hyped for it. You know what I mean? I feel like you should be more hyped because you've played it so many times, you know it inside and out. And so you can appreciate the differences in the remake. I will, but is there really going to be any? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mario RPG had some significant differences. I guess we'll find out. And then I would be hyped for it. Maybe I'm not. You know what? That got me a little excited. I didn't. I thought it would just be a direct remake. Yeah, because we don't know much about it. I mean, you played through Mario RPG. Correct. Right. And you had like the triple attacks and some other quality of life. I never played the original, so I wouldn't have really known those differences. Yeah. I yeah, I I didn't get to appreciate them either, which is why I was saying, like, I think you will really appreciate them because you know the game inside and out. Correct. I think if it's a game that you know you're going to play, and I mean, I think there there has to be hype there. Maybe not like I'm out of my mind, but, you know, you want to play it. You're excited to play it. So that's hype. That, okay. that hype counts. Okay. That hype counts. What else are you hyped for? Um, That's it. I mean, we, I mean, we <laughs> talked about a little bit the last episode, right? But Star Wars Hunters, if it ever comes out. Um, is one that I really want to hope that I can sink into and have as a game that's... Is that the the ship battling? I, I, there's so many Star Wars Star games Star Wars out. Hunters is the Paladins. Oh, it, okay. It's yeah. Overwatch. It's it's that. That's going to be a game, hopefully, that I can play and pick up like in lulls of games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're in between games right now. I could play this for two weeks to keep me busy. That's the type of game it is that I'm looking for. Yeah, that's how um, you played Paladins too. You you kept coming back to it. I kept coming back, and when there was when there was games, yeah, correct. Um, Endless Dungeon is one that's been out for a long time, but not on the Switch yet. That's another one of like uh, our types of games, I guess you could you could say. Um, there is another game that I'm not going to talk to yet because it's an answer to one of our questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for later. What do you mean you're not going to talk? Okay, I'm gonna I'll save it save it for later. Thought you were keeping secrets from me. Uh, another one I'm going to mention is obviously Mario vs. Donkey Kong because I never really I played that game but never really like in detail you know what I mean like I don't really remember it that well I didn't beat it I think I played it a little bit yeah you played it for some time um, I downloaded it on my little Mio device <clears throat> I'd like to kind of go through it but I, I think I want to play the remake first yes because um, I feel like I don't want to burn out on the good one Correct. One yeah. thing that I'm a little excited for that you've inspired me to to maybe look into more and play the old ones are the new South Park games, right? I know Stead of Truth and Fracture But Whole. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, both played, you played those, right? I played both, yeah. And you enjoyed them. I did. We have a new one coming out, right? Snow Day. I have no excitement for this one. Really? Because it's 3D. It looks a little uglier. It doesn't look like South Park characters. I know. I have no interest at all. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm glad I inspired you to play this one, but well, I, you I'm maybe not. Did. I'm not committed yet, but yeah, 
Have you played Fractured But Whole? I haven't played either one of them. Um, I would recommend. I I'll, I'll say that I did I did not play Stick of Truth, which was the you know the first one uh, for years, and it felt a little older. I felt there were okay. some parts of it that were like saving. It just stuff was a little like long in the tooth. Fractured But Whole, I really enjoyed um, really okay, if you're gonna play, play a south one. park game and it looks like the south park cartoon you know what i mean so that and they're not connected right uh they it does continue but i had no problem playing and when i played through when i played through the stick of truth it was so similar to fractured but whole i kept stopping and thinking like have i played this game but there was like no way i had ever played it but it was so similar it's just like a big cosplay in the town so you don't have to play them in any order uh, at all. It, it didn't. When I played the first one, it was nothing revelatory. Yeah. Uh, but Fractured But Whole just had more quality of life and it was a little cleaner of a game. There was some there was some stuff in, in the first game that was like, oh, God, this is like it feels old. Um, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed um, it. Last two. I think I mentioned Luigi's Mansion 2. I'm excited for that one because I've never played that one, really, because it was on the DS. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're all excited for the Plutty Squire. Uh, I, you know, I've been watching the trailers and stuff, but I'd be able to play it. I think I'm going to play it as of now. I will, but who knows? We don't really have a release date. Do we? No, this should be this year. It looks, it looks great, but for some reason I'm not hyped for it, I guess. And that's my point. I don't know if I am either, but I'll probably play it. And that's why I struggled with making a top 10 list because all these games are like, I couldn't rank them because they're all kind of just, eh, like I'm not. And I, I wonder if this is really Switch fatigue, right? Like if all of a sudden we said Switch 2 is coming out and these are games, then maybe it would have been different. But I'm just kind of like, I'll play these, but I'm not. 2024 right now is not a very promising year for me for the video game industry. Because I don't know what to look forward to. I really Ubisoft. don't have. To. You're into the Ubisoft now. Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, you might as well talk about it now. Right. So the other one that Ubisoft is coming out with the big one this year that I'm looking into is Skull and Bones which is essentially a pirate game, right? That's yeah. that's their next big one. It's going to be on Luna. Um, the other, other other one is the Star Wars Outlaws, but for whatever reason, they have not announced that on Luna yet. I don't think I could play both of them. I can't commit to that. I'd love to know if Star Wars isn't at the Luna treatment, which right now it says no. So mm-hmm. if it does, then I'll save that and I'll play it. But right now, the Skull and Bones ones looks entertaining, but... Can't decide yet. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not into it at all. You probably have a more structured list, John. What do you got? I do. Um, I'll just go from ten to one real quick. Um, um, and 2024 to me is a year where I feel like the Switch needs to die. We we really need a Switch too. I'll trade in all of these games to get a Switch too because it's really struggling with even indie games. Um, and like even when you mentioned the Plucky Squire. There is no way I would play that on the Switch at this point because I have the portal. I have the the portability yeah. of the PlayStation. Oh, now. there it is. There it is. I if I if I decide to play that game, I would play it on my portal because now portability is not the issue anymore. Um, and I don't take a train to work. I'm always home. So, um, yeah, it's just struggling between things. And it's like, I'll, I'll take the performance of this over that. Um, but so for my Switch list. Uh, number 10 would be another code recollection. I, I like those kinds of games and, um, the demo put me to sleep just a little bit, but no, I'm, I'm ready for it. I want to play through them both. I want to see what's going on. Uh, number nine is princess peach showtime and I'm excited for it, even though it's really? number nine. 
um, you know, I, I like the side scrolling. I I'm just, I'm curious to see what this game is about. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Number eight, a game I hope comes out because the, the company has had some issues, but Uh-oh. rift of the necro dancer. Oh, that's right. Uh, the necro dancer series and those games seem to be getting better, but I've gone back to the original necro dancer and I find I like it less than I thought I did. It's too hard, but, uh, cadence of Hyrule is incredible and all the DLC. Um, so I'm kind of excited for Rift of the Necrodancer. Number seven is Silk Song. I, you I don't know, know if it'll come out this year. I still need to play the original. Yeah, Hollow Knight is is good and bad to it. I, I'm I'm iffy on it, but I'm I'm excited about Silk Song. I think it'll iterate on it, and uh, I can't believe it's still not out yet. Uh, number six, Mario versus Donkey Kong. I'm getting excited for that one. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it co-op. You can play it co-op. I don't know if anybody will play it with me. I haven't played a game with my wife in forever. Oh. Is that um, only couch co-op? Do you know? It is couch co-op. Yeah. Um, the original game wasn't co-op. So that's something new in that one. Uh, number five is still Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. This is from the Sayonara Wild Hearts people. It was supposed to come out this year. It just didn't. Um, and normally it would be higher, but I don't really know much about this game, but I know I'm going to give it a shot uh, and I'm excited for it because I like the developer, um, which is weird. They haven't done anything since Sayonara Wild Hearts just an incredibly long time for a small company to be dormant. Number four, Prince of Persia, the lost crown. I'm surprised you didn't have that on your list. I you know, I'm so torn stoked. on this one. I'm probably going to play it on the switch, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I never played a Prince of Persia game. So why would I be hyped? I guess me neither. <laughs> you I know what I'm saying? It. Like it looks great. It looks fun. It's a 2d type of game that we play, but I don't know. I, I, I guess I might love it. I might not. I don't know. It's not I've, Metroidvania, though, is it? That's what I'm nervous about. It looks like I think it's supposed to be Metroidvania-y. Um, that's my concern. It's mostly platformy as well. It looks like there's a lot of challenge in navigating the platform. So it's not going to be like you're just trying to get through a maze. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for it. I don't. I won't play it day one because of some other games, but I'm really excited for that one. Uh, number three is Earthblade. Uh, this is the next game from the people that made Celeste. I'll be Ooh. honest, when I look at the trailers and stuff, right. I'm not hyped from what I see in the trailers, especially the way I saw Celeste. Graphically, it looks more like a Terraria. Um, nothing has really blown me away, but they made Celeste, so I'm going to freaking play Earthblade. You're um, right. I probably, yeah. Basically it. Uh, number two is Mina the Hollower. This is Yacht Club's, you know, the Shovel Knight people. They never do anything bad. Uh, there's been nothing that's bad. Even their crappy Shovel Knight Showdown Smash 2D game, even though I didn't play it very much, it's done very well. Um, so I should go back to that and play it, but nobody plays it. So what can you do? Uh, and the number one game that I hyped for this year, which is probably just something you forgot about, Hades 2. Yes, I, I did forget I, about it. I don't it's definitely I don't know if it's confirmed to be released this year. It will go to That's early access thing. this year. Um but yeah, I don't know if it'll, it yet. Yeah, early. I don't know if it'll get a switch release, but I, I anticipate it'll be out this year. So um super stoked for that. Yeah, I think you're right. I forgot just because there's not a lot about it. We don't really know anything about it. Um Hopefully I do they have don't a list. try to deviate too much. That's my only concern. I think with a lot of these hype comes and goes, it doesn't mean you're committed. Um, Earthblade could come out and be like, what the hell is this? But like, you know, it's your hype right now for the game. Things change. 
Um, and reviews can sway me too. If you know, if one of these games is like like Floorline Laser Eyes is coming out and it gets terrible reviews, I might be like, well, I'll just skip it. You know, it's you, you can only buy so many games. Um, I have a top 10 list for PlayStation that I did on my other show and I want to run through it. I won't talk too much about it. Number 10, this is PlayStation games. I think there might be some, there's a tiny bit of overlap here, but only one, two titles. Uh, number 10, the casting of Frank Stone from the Supermassive Games people. Number nine, Persona 3 Reload, which is coming out fairly soon within the month. I can't believe that's not on Switch. I, I don't understand why that's not coming to Switch. Uh, number eight, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, which is probably where I'll play it. Number seven, No Rest for the Wicked. This is from the Ori people. So instantly uh, yeah, it's on my radar. It looks interesting and it weird. Does. I don't know much, but I'm really excited for that one. Number six, um, and this is the next one that's coming out. The Last of Us 2 remastered with the no return roguelike mode. I am day one for that one. I'm already pre-ordered. Um, and that's why I'm not playing Prince of Persia day one. Sorry. Sorry, Ubisoft. Uh, number five, Star Wars Outlaws, which is, again, oh, confirmed oh. for this year. Number four, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. It's the Don't Nod people, and I'm I'm so excited for that one. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is number three. I wasn't going to play it day one, but it's starting to get to me. It might be day one. Number two, Hades 2, and then number one, by a landslide, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. Uh, I could not be more hyped for a game this year. Just a narrative game from Don't Nod. I, I watched the trailer over and over again. It looks incredible. The screenshots look incredible. Pictures look incredible. I can't wait. It's hmm. it's the it's the next Life is Strange series. Uh, it looks so freaking good. Um, but that's my PS5 list. So, um, yeah, I won't play all these games either. I'm the same with you. It doesn't mean I'll play all these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're the games I'm the most excited for. Nice. All right. 2024, everybody. Let's get to questions. I have 13 minutes for questions. All right. Let's and then it's ribs out. time. <laughs> um, but we got a ton of questions. Thank you, everybody. I was blown away by how many questions we got. Darth Platypus will kick us off. I'm looking forward to Mario versus Donkey Kong, Locomotive, and Plucky Squire. Those are the ones that come to mind. If you could pick a celeb to be the face of the Switch successor, who would you want to see? Darth Platypus, I will say right now, I did not expect the question to go in this direction after the first sentence, but here we are. <laughs> True. If you could pick a celeb to be the face of the Switch 2. I mean, it's going to go both ways, right? I mean, I, I try to be a female. Um, Got to be a female. I mean, why not like... Obviously, the answer you know what I would think, but I'm going to change it up and say something like a Zoe Dashnell. I feel like really? she'd be the winner there. Yeah, hmm. maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that way. She's too innocent. You need somebody like more He's like uh, Mr. T. I my normal answer would be Anna Kendrick. Of, well, course. of course, that's what I was going to say. But I tried. To... Of course, um, but. I brought this up this week. Kate Mara does not get enough love on this mm. show. Kate Mara has that adorableness. I do like her. And um, it, it very much fits the same kind of almost the same bill as Anna Kendrick. Although I think Anna Kendrick is maximum adorable. I'm going to say Kate Mara here because I think she just needs more representation. Um, I absolutely love her and everything she does. Um, she showed up in 
uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I was like, oh, my God, was that the movie I was watching? I think that was. And I was like, oh, it's K Mara. I'm so excited. Mm. So um, I'll go with her. I'll allow it. Yeah. Kate Mara. That's it. Okay. She's the winner. Bob Cousy, side boob or under boob? Mm. I'm going to say if there's lingerie, uh, lingerie involved, then under boob. If it's nude, let's do a side boob. I wait okay. to the nipple. You know what I'm saying? I I love under boob. I think one of the hottest little looks is when the, the girls wear the little shirts and then yeah. <laughs> can't quite cover. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Lingerie I'm is a, perfect or, or under clothing under boob. Okay. I do want to verify. I just looked it up because I was sure of it. Kate Mara is the they one side boob. <laughs> I hope so. She's the one who gives Tony Stark a summons, a, a jury summons for uh, Congress. Yeah, yeah. She's a okay. U.S. Marshal in the car. He's actually hitting on her when she approaches. And he's like, you want to come with me? And she gives him the summons. So that's where she mm. showed up. I'll try to work Kate Mara into every question from now on. Okay. Top Ranma. That name reminds me of Kate Mara. I'm most hyped about getting a PS5. So the games I'm hyped to play in 2024 will be last year's titles like Street Fighter 6 and Spider-Man 2. I do want to play Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Same here, pal. I never played the original. Hmm. Um, I'll take this one, sir. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was my PlayStation game of the year last year. It is fantastic. And uh, Street Fighter 6, I definitely played a lot of. You'll enjoy that. Play with the kids. You should not play Rebirth unless you've played Remake uh, flat out. You need to play Remake first. And um, if you get if you get a PlayStation 5 and join PS Plus Extra, you can play Remake for free. That's how I played it. Um, it includes the DLC as well. So that could be your path if you want to play Remake and not buy it and then play Rebirth. Um, but definitely you should play Remake for it. It is a direct continuation. This game is broken up into three. It is not you know, you, you need to play. I don't know how they're going to handle the leveling in Rebirth after you've played Remake, but um, yeah, that's you've got a lot to catch up on if you get a PS5 this year. So yeah, you won't need to play anything new except for Rebirth. All right, good question. Top Ranma. Hambone. I've heard of that guy. What's Drew's... Okay, he's got a lot of questions. We'll just stop on each one here. What's Drew's next Luna game? It's a great question. Um... Like I said, maybe Stalls and Bones, but I think it might be too big. But maybe I'll play Prince of Persia there, but I do miss the the Switch. Um, I I don't know yet. Hambone is a great question. I think that I have options, which is good, right? I think I actually have options of games that I want to play, which before I did not. Um, I think the bigger question is, do I extend my Ubisoft subscription or do I or do I cancel it for now? I mean, it's month to month. I can do whatever time I want. So great question. Don't have one set in stone. I think I need a little break from the Luna. Go back to the Switch. I miss her. And we'll go from there. Um, I don't I don't know if I could recommend Valhalla. I, some people like it. Some people no, don't like it. I'm not going to date uh, the Assassin's Creed. I, I, yeah. I just I didn't play one. I, I, why start now? I think I'm, I'm I missed out. It's it Mirage is, is a newer one and smaller as well. So maybe not so overwhelming. That could be one for you. Um, next question. Did John get a new desk pillow for Christmas? I'm about to reveal the answer. Is everybody ready? It's still avocado. Uh, avocado. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was looking through some, through some old photos I found in the basement, um, like printed old photos. And there was a picture of my ex-girlfriend sitting in my desk chair. And I had a desk pillow. 
this had to be this had to be 2001 because that's when we dated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at her house when 9-11 happened and I had a desk pillow. So I have always had a desk pillow, even if I never acknowledged it. Fantastic. Proven, proven. Hmm. Uh, assuming we'll get news <clears throat> on a new Nintendo console, we better. When do you think we'll hear something about it? I'm I'm going with a February direct for software games, and then I'm going to follow up with a March, maybe April announcement. I'm right there with you, actually. I don't think we'll get one January, February, but I think spring probably. I would I would say after Showtime comes out between March and, and then and May. Yeah. And then it would come out holiday. I don't think you need as much lead time because I think this is just going to be a more powerful switch that plays the same games. Um, maybe Great. has more exclusives down the road every so often, just the way the new Nintendo 3DS happened, where some games will only be playable on a Switch too. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to let Mario Donkey Kong run its course and 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 uh, Princess Peach. Once you announce it, sales for the switch will drop because people will start waiting for the two i don't think these games are selling switches though i think we will have a february direct that gives us dates on like we don't have a date on we don't have a date on um luigi's mansion right yeah and i it's just i'm so on in there's so many remakes this year it's the switch is dead too many i agree um just announce the switch well they're saving all their good ideas right i know which is fine i want the new mario game to be a Switch 2 launch title. It should be for Switch as well, but it should be fantastic on the Switch 2. And Mario Kart is being held off for Switch 2. Yep. Um, last thing he said was some games I'm hyped for. Hades 2. Yep. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Yep. Plucky Squire. Right over there. Yep. And Pepper Grinder. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. A little bit. I will say for a few days, Pepper Grinder was like number 10 on my my hype list. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Max Power, with this hopefully being the year of the Switch 2. Are we seeing a trend? I think we're seeing a trend here. Yes, we are. People want it. With this hopefully being the year of the Switch 2, are there any games you dropped due to performance issues that you are planning to go back to? With more processing power, will games just automatically perform better, or will they require an update to take advantage of the new processor? That's an excellent question. question. Um, question. I'm glad, glad you brought it up, because I don't think a lot of people are aware that some games will perform better, but a lot of times when games are made, they do what's called, um, uh, they, they lock the frame rate. And the reason why is because if you don't lock the frame rate, there could be parts of the game where the frame rate hits 60 because you're in this tiny space with not many things. And then you leave that space and it drops way down. So by limiting the frame rate, you don't get the, um, you don't get the variances which can become very noticeable and annoying. So there are games that are locked to 30 frames per second that would need to be unlocked. The problem is you can't just go and unlock it. You need to test the game and make sure that those variances don't happen. So you're going to have a bunch of games that just never update. I'll tell you this, the original from the Tomb Raider trilogy, the, the reboot, that first game took years and years and years to unlock on Xbox. Because I remember when I bought it, I was disappointed that it was 30 frames a second, even though I was buying it on a freaking Series X. So it was like, but then they eventually did unlock it. Um, so well, you're going mean, to see that. Well said. Well said. That 
couldn't have said it better myself, Jeff. I mean, you, that's why your knowledge is here, and I'm here for the ride. I'm a programmer, man. Um, I will it. say um, uh, I, I made a little less Pokemon Violet. I'm still probably not going to go back to that one, but that would be a game that would really benefit from better performance. Age of Calamity, which my co-host 100%ed, because he's a masochist, um, that, that is the game that I point to the most as a game that could really benefit. In fact, I might play through that again. It was The performance was so lousy, I feel like I didn't truly enjoy the experience. I would probably play through it again to see it in real motion. I mean, my God, that game had so many performance issues. It was crazy. Um, Persona 5 Strikers is a game I haven't played yet on Switch because I'm afraid of that sort of thing. I would probably play through that again uh, or play through that. Finally, just been a while. Uh, One game that really could benefit from performance. And it wasn't just the switch. I played this on Xbox and it also chugged a little bit, but it was chugged. It wasn't as bad. Rhyme. Did anybody remember rhyme? Do you remember, I remember rhyme? that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game was maybe not the best game I ever played, but what an ending it had uh, cried till the cows came home. Um, I would love to see that game improved by a switch too. I don't think they will ever update it. I just get the feeling they've moved on from it, but um but what do you do? What are you going to do? How much time are you going to spend updating Rhyme for Switch 2? Who's going to buy it these days? No like, so no. a lot of these games will not be updated, but I think Age of Calamity will. Hmm. Um, I could definitely see Nintendo remarketing that game again. Um, okay, good question, though, Max Power. Hoots, right now, 2024 feels like a good backlog year to me. Agreed. I'm hyped to play Cocoon, Dave the Diver, and Sea of Stars, courtesy of the Dads After Dark show. Ooh. That's right. Yeah, that I got Hoots Sea of Stars, uh, Sea of Stars code for um, our um, Presence After Dark. That's a good set of games. I'm actually, I, the, I, I tried the Dave the Diver demo for just a little bit. It didn't like fully grab me. Everyone talks great about that game. My friend Clint absolutely adores the thing. I feel like I just need to play it. Same thing with Dredge. I just need to, I just need to play it. And I just trust that I will enjoy it. Um, so that could be a 2024 game for me. And Cocoon, kind of. I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm kind of waiting for it to just go to PS Plus so I can play it for free. Because <laughs> it's one of those games you're probably just going to play one time. And I don't like buying those games all the time. Um, those are the ones that I just don't put the money into. What about you? Um, I mean, was you it? You said was... you feel about backloggy this year. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I've already, I already think I started showing it. I mean, with um, Silent Hope, even Untitled Goose Game, I do have a Cat Cat Quest 2 purchased, never played it yet. Who knows, once I I want to go back and play that. Um, What else was there? I guess Son of Superstars is kind of a backlog, kind of not, but I, I want to play that one. Uh, Dredge interests me, but I, I don't know if I, I, there's too many other things I want to play right now. Uh, but yeah, I, like I think those are the, the, the key ones that are sticking out at me. Um, as for games, this is Hoots again. As for games that aren't out yet, I'm holding out hope that Metroid Prime 4 and Silk Song are out this year. But I've got to pick something that is actually confirmed. Plucky Squire looks good, too. Um, Silk Song absolutely has to come out this year. I, I am not convinced of Metroid Prime 4. I think that's going to be a Switch 2 only game. And um, Silk Song will come out this year, but I am so mad at that team. Like it is ridiculous. 
how long this game and what is this game going to be? This game better be something special. That's the only thing I see for it. It's going to be something so mind blowingly good. And we're going to go. That's why we waited so long. But if this is just another Metroidvania that plays like Hollow Knight, no matter how good the game is, it's going to leave people with that feeling of why did I have to wait this long for this? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of worried about that one, but hopeful at the same time, if that makes sense. <laughs> If David's PS5 has a baby and it falls into my lap, both Final Fantasy 7 remake final both Final Fantasy 70 remake games will probably be finished by the end of the year, as will God of War Ragnarok. You should ask this question again after the alleged February Nintendo Direct. Um, I don't know if that's much of a question, but uh, Final Fantasy 7 is astounding i really hope that comes to switch in some form cloud or otherwise um that's really good i actually might get to ragnarok this year as well all right and then we have Hambone with the last question of the day xbox has made a series x fridge and a series s toaster now what Ooh. totally not needed home appliance should nintendo put out in the shape of a switch oh i'm uh, gonna go with a robot vacuum and it's going to go into its like you know i don't know those dot. are usually round it goes, but into its, <laughs> goes into its dot like it's going into its dot to charge uh, itself yeah because they, they, they dock themselves right yeah i mean it's going around the floor with a little joy-con type yeah um it's difficult with the switch but i'm thinking like a cutting board just want to switch cutting board very different you know, they have a, there yeah some of them have handles on the side so this one should have two handles and be longer, and I can just cut. I can you see cut like those whole the cutting cellular. boards that have like the little secret drawers under them. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't. But yeah, you just yeah. keep them on the counter, I assume. Sure. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> cutting boards are weird to me because you always hear about they're just contaminated, and this the plastic ones are bad because you cut into them and they they get moldy and this and it's like. Okay, I guess. I mean, everything's going to kill you at this point. I mean, I what agree. am I going to do? I can't buy a new cutting board every month. Uh, there's no disposable cutting boards. Whatever. I don't know what to do. Fine. I'll die by mold. <laughs> Same. Well, Probably why everyone gets cancer, I guess. From, from cutting boards. You've heard, it, you've heard it here first, folks. It's probably something stupid. It's either the wireless in the, in the atmosphere <laughs> yep. or something like people using cutting boards. Because everyone uses cutting boards and everyone gets cancer sure and nobody's gonna well, like if you get if you get a disease they'll ask you what have you done recently or whatever no one's gonna say, gonna well, say cut some chicken cut some chicken up <laughs> everybody has well with that that's wrapping up our first episode of the year john you've heard it here folks cutting boards uh eat cancer john, I, maybe that's the have, title what do we have coming up the next few weeks uh yeah 2024 doesn't let up over the next few weeks we got Stop selecting them. I can't read them. I'm Prince sorry. Of... I'm, I, don't, uh, I doodle them. I was looking at You're like, what is this? I forget, uh, I forget what that one was. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown comes out first January. It's actually January 15th. But if you pay 10 extra dollars, you get that 15th date. If you pay 10 less dollars, uh, you can play Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown on January 18th. Trump boy, uh, Trump boy, <laughs> turn it boy. <laughs> uh. turnip boy robs a bank i wasn't way off 
Turnip Boy Robs a Bank also comes out January 18th. I love the titles of those games. I'm kind of intrigued by this game. Yeah, he did, he's done Tax Evasion. I think there was one other one. Uh, Turnip Boy just seems like an ass. It uh, reminds you of like um, Enter the Enter the Dungeon. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely that kind of action. All of these games come out within one day of each other. Another <laughs> Code Recollection comes out January 19th. That's two games in one. Um, it's oh, a full oh. price game, sixty dollars. Um, but uh, this this dad is waiting for a sale on that one. And then uh, for the PlayStation fans, The Last of Us Part Two Remastered comes out January nineteenth as well. Look at these four games coming out: the eighteenth and the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Fantastical, love it. Lovely. Um, congratulations, Drew, on making it through with COVID, an hour a and a half. Yes, I wasn't sure. I do feel better than I did yesterday. So, thank you. And John. he did cough a lot. He muted. Um, uh, I definitely see some coughing, but I think you've avoided coughing on the show. I tried. I tried. I, you know, the, the nice, easy mute button helps. Um, and oh. answer to our trivia question, what do Avatar, uh, Bluey, and Sonic Superstars have in common? Mm. All blue. They're all blue. All blue. It's a blue phase for you, man. It is a blue phase. Go with, go with the blue. That's it. All right. Enjoy the Patriots' last game of the year. I will. In the snow against the Jets. In the snow. They're playing in New England? Yeah. Wow. That's got to be down. a miserable game. I mean, you, you want to lose. May, just let the Jets win, man. Belichick's <laughs> possible last game as a Patriot. It, it probably is, but yep. lose it, man. Lose it. It's better to lose. Root for them, but hope that they lose in the same time. Let's put it this way. I will not be betting on them. Yeah, you don't know. No, you don't want to do that. No, in no. the snow, the Jets in New England, it's, it, it's all about who cares the most in the locker room, and you just can't know. It's not about okay. talent. It's the nope. last game of the year. Nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to go into the offseason injured. Nobody. People have contracts. Um, there's there's no winning. There's there's no playoffs on the line. It's it's going to be an unmotivated game. Correct. Buffalo so can't, with can't my, uh, Buffalo Miami game should be good though. That should be a really good game. Texans are in. Uh, Texans are in. I think it's is it between the Steelers and the Bills now. I think it's between yeah, the Steelers and the and Bills. The Steelers won, so I think the well, the Bills have to lose now. I don't I know. I think if the it. Bills win, they're in, but if they lose, the Steelers are in. I don't know though. Well, yeah, something like we'll that. We'll find out today. Yep. Uh, good luck, Rizzle twenty nine. Go beat those Dolphins. I'm not a big Dolphins fan. Yeah, it should be a good one. All right, everybody. All right, episode in the books. We have a lot more topics for you next week. We pushed a lot because Drew is. Uh, He's hurting, man. Look at him. He's hurting. <laughs> he is hurting. But thankfully, you asked us a lot of questions, so uh, filled in the day. Go Chubbies. Go Chubbies. We're going to be doing updates every episode, so go Chubbies. I'm rooting for you. And that's it. Sounds good. Good night, dads. Peace. The Dads After Dark Show is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available. If you're listening through Apple or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review helps us promote our show and we'd be grateful to hear your feedback check us out on threads and instagram at end dads after dark send us a question to dads after dark show at gmail.com and we'll read it on the show or if you want to hear yourself on the show leave us a voicemail see the episode description for a link to do that be sure to join us on discord in our dads after dark channels that's where we chat you can participate in our monthly mayhem contest plus other activities such as chubbies and so on You can get access by joining the Nintendo Dads Patreon or by subscribing to their Twitch channel. 
A big thank you to Family Jewels for the show's music. Check out their YouTube to hear other awesome Nintendo cover tunes. <laughs>